Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, please remain standing for the singing of our national anthem. Britain is just a small island that no one pays attention to. A former colony won the right to determine its own destiny. Hello and welcome to a very special Mid-Atlantic. Now, 2014 has seen the succession of Crimea, but also we'll see later on in the year Scotland vote for independence. And this is a topic which many listeners seem to be very interested in. So this is a very special supplemental edition of Mid-Atlantic where we speak to listener Louise Kearns about Scottish independence. George Galloway, the Scottish Government white paper seeks a fairer, more socially just Scotland uh, in contrast to the austerity agenda of Westminster. Surely you must have some sympathy with that view. Well, uh, the problem is that if Scotland became an independent state, whether under them or under anybody, the opposite would be the case because the financial and taxation power would still remain with the Bank of England. The clue is in the name governed by a Canadian and answerable to an English Tory Chancellor of the Exchequer. Hello, Louise. Hi, how are you? Not too bad. Now, first off, why should Scotland be independent? Surely we're all better off together. It's one global community. It's ebony and ivory. We don't take the salt air out of the Union Jack. Why do you want to become independent? For me... It's about self-governance. It's about Scotland being able to make its own decisions. It's about Scotland's opinion being heard and the things that the Scottish people want to happen actually happening. It's not about putting up borders and breaking away from England, Wales or Northern Ireland. I think that the majority of yes voters, in fact everybody that I talk to that is more leaning towards the yes, has an optimistic opinion of the future that we will be working with England and Northern Ireland and Wales like we do just now but with us making our own decisions that affect our country. It seems to me extremely strange that we live in a country where there is one Conservative Minister in the whole of the country yet our 
welfare, our taxes are governed by a Tory government. They make the decisions. It seems very, very strange. To me, that's not a democracy. But this to me almost sounds like you're just upset with the result of the last general election then, if you're saying there's one Tory MP north of the border, so hence we we don't want to be part of this this English-led government. So is this just a a reflexive position to the last general election? If you look at the results of the general elections, probably since the end of World War II, if you take out the Scottish vote, the result would have been exactly the same. The way that the the votes work is that our vote doesn't really make the impact it should. If I can give a recent example of the bedroom tax, 91% of Scottish MSPs in our parliament that we have, our devolved parliament that we have at the moment, voted against the bedroom tax. If you compare the vote to the Westminster vote, which was almost split in half, that shows you how different our MSPs and the people of Scotland think about things like that and the welfare. Now, 91% of our elected representatives voted against the bedroom tax, yet this has been something that the Scottish people have had to put up with. It just that that doesn't seem to add up at all. And and that that was a lot of Labour MPs voted for the bedroom tax as well. So it's it's not against this government. It's saying, look, you know what, we have a devolved parliament which, you know, we, we have done, the Scottish Parliament has done some great things. Obviously, there are things that it hasn't done so great, but why not, why not have the full hog? It, it seems really strange that we don't. But I'd say again, though, you seem to be more interested in contemporary politics and you're, and you're defining your independence and your yeah. nationalism as a reflex against policies that you don't like. Whereas I see there are many more things that bind us together kind of culturally Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. one of the things that's really surprised me about this whole debate is the importance that people have talked about the BBC and will we still get the BBC when we're independent Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. on it might sound like a very superficial level but if people are as concerned about that as opposed to fiscal independence shall we have the pound uh, sorry the UK pound I would Mm -hmm. say that culturally we are so aligned surely we are better off together I, I totally agree with you that, that, you know, there are a lot of people that do say, you know, well, what would happen to what I watch on TV? What happens to the BBC? There, there is so much wealth of talent and productivity that goes into Scottish television making at the moment. The BBC, it's a year and a half, if not a little bit more until Scotland would become independent on the vote in September. It then would not be until 2016 that Scotland would be independent. And it's in that time that these organisations work out how structurally these will work, you know, whether it becomes the Scottish Broadcasting Corporation. But this is this is like saying, yeah, but we couldn't do this on our own. Why couldn't we do this on our own? It's not that we are going to... I don't think that people that vote yes or are inclined to be leaning towards the yes vote would be saying, yeah, we don't want to work with them anymore. It's about giving the talent that we have in this company full opportunity to thrive. So many of the decisions, again, within BBC and within BBC, 
BBC Scotland, knowing a lot of people that work there and having actually worked there myself for the time, so many of the decisions come from down south with people that don't necessarily get what is happening up here. And why should it be that all the big, big, big decisions are made down south? That, well, that you, you know, to, to me, it's just like, well, why, why can't we make our own decisions on these matters, you know? And I think creativity and productivity slightly gets stifled here because so much of the decision, decision-making, excuse me, gets made from down south. Um, with your well, point uh, on... I need, I, I need to jump in because okay. what 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 you're outlining there is an argument against the centralisation of the United Kingdom as a state, and it is incredibly centred around London. Yeah. And being yeah. a Brummie, it's something that people in Birmingham moan about. When I lived in Manchester, mm-hmm. people moaned about that. People in mm-hmm. Cardiff, no doubt, say the same thing. But I wonder, let's say if Scotland becomes independent and mm-hmm. finds itself without sterling, finds itself having to renegotiate into the European Union because it won't mm-hmm. automatically be a member of the EU. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then you have to align all of your, your laws with EU legislation, etc. Mm-hmm. You then mm-hmm. have to decide, do we have an independent currency for a year or mm-hmm. five before we can have the euro or renegotiate mm-hmm. our position so that we can have sterling again? Won't people from the Outer Hebrides or Shetlands say all the decisions are made in Edinburgh, what about us? Aren't we really, at its core, really just arguing against central government per se? We can talk about centralisation of bureaucracy and culture and of power, but what about about the Scottish fringes of an independent Scotland? Won't they then moan about the central belt in Scotland and all the decisions being made in Edinburgh and in Glasgow? Do you know what? Quite possibly. (laughs) But at least their representatives in the Scottish Parliament will get more of a say. There will be more of a democratic process for the people of Scotland. Without trying to make a big sweeping generalisation, and, you know, you mentioned that, you know, people from all over England disagree with the centralised powers that there are in London. There are quite a lot of people down south that would actually say, do you know what, Scotland have a really good opportunity here to make a change and would support the independence movement for that. You know, this is a this is a way to move forward positively, to, to make our voice heard, to actually live in a democracy, to potentially get rid of nuclear weapons that so many the majority of the people in this country do not want. Again, it's just to me it's about self governance. Um you, you mentioned the, the nationalist earlier and I don't necessarily think it's all about Scottish nationalism. As I say, it's not about putting up borders and Tartan and Cayleys and all that Brigadoon traditional fantasy stuff that has been previously sold to the world about Scotland. Um, you, you forgot about Haggis and Shortbread. You got Haggis, I, well, obviously, well, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There are a lot of English people, there are a lot of people from other countries, not just English people, living in Scotland who will also have this vote. And for them, it's not about Scottish nationalism. For them, again, it's about having their votes actually count. It's a big year for Scotland, the referendum. Do we want to be ruled by this pack of liars or that?
I couldn't decide until I saw David Cameron. So this year, the message go out from England, Wales and Northern Ireland to everyone in Scotland. We want you to stay. And I thought, oh, that's nice. But I'm it. But it appears to me that really what you're talking about, and this isn't to, de to decry or to downplay the historical mm -hmm. importance of the Scottish nation, but yeah. you're, you're arguing really for regionalisation because you don't want Scotland to come out of the EU. You don't want to put up any specific borders against trade. Are, are you, are, you're admitting tacitly and explicitly that we share a wider kind of cultural connection uh, within the UK by talking about the way that you did about things about, about the BBC. We share a same language, etc. that really is Scottish independence really just a symptom of a process which is going out throughout Western Europe where Catalonia is looking for independence and certain regions in Venice like Veneto are looking for independence. Is this really just regionalisation? Because ultimately you don't want to leave the wider kind of super state structure and economic union of the EU. So this is a case of we just want a little bit more of a say, but this isn't necessarily really a rejection of the United Kingdom per se. So from an English perspective, as somebody who's from yeah. the Midlands, I could be saying, let's have regionalisation for the Midlands. But because the Midlands doesn't have a history of being an independent kingdom, well, Mercia was about mm -hmm. 1200 years ago. But mm -hmm. so calls for regionalism. You, Go on. Could you potentially understand why many people living in Scotland would get frustrated at being referred to as a region? Absolutely, and and that because we're not a region. That's no, you know, no, and not. within within Scotland itself, you have you know the various regions where you know when you look at the news, the Scottish news, like you do down south. When you look at the Scottish news, you also get your regional news from the different parts of Scotland. So that that in itself is a very frustrating thing to hear. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. burrow.com slash ACAST. 
here because we we are a country in our own right with the resources um, to provide for our people. And in fact, David Cameron even said back in, when was it, 2007, that there was no reason why Scotland couldn't be a very successful independent country. Well, first off, that's the reason why I was kind of prefacing what I was saying by saying that various areas in England which yeah. could pull up all the examples which you did about yeah. the lack of representation in the national government because the, the, mm-hmm. the regions north of London are invariably more left-leaning than the south yeah. of England. Yeah. And, uh, but what we don't have in the north of England is a relatively recent history of being an independent country. So the north of England, yes, a thousand and two, a thousand and two hundred years ago, could say there was Northumbria, the Kingdom of Northumbria, or the Kingdom of York, or the Kingdom of Mercia, yeah. etc. But that is lost in the annals of time. Whereas the history of Scotland being independent is only what some two hundred odd years up years ago. But I'm still slightly puzzled why somebody, and I'm going to bring this very personally now, why somebody who is a bit of an internationalist like yourself, has lived in London, been in New York and has shared in um, I would say the global culture why they would be an advocate for what some people might call parochialism. Yeah, like you said, I lived in London for seven years. I, I actually grew up in Dublin as well. I We moved to Dublin with my family when we were seven and moved there, lived there until I was 15. So I actually did most of my growing up in Dublin and in Ireland. So I, until I moved back from London, um, in 2008, you know, I had spent most of my life living outside of Scotland. And it took that, in a way, to realise how important, you know, running running your own affairs is, but also what makes up my, whether it's a Scottish identity or who I am, whether it is actually about identity or not. But I definitely, I don't think I would have felt as strongly about it, funnily enough, if I hadn't lived in other places. So for me... It certainly is anything but nationalism. It is anything but inward looking. It's about how we move forward and develop relations internationally. As you said, you know, we are, we do live in a global community. And I think that Scotland running its own affairs is the best way to move forward. Well, George Osborne is still with me and we've been joined again by Ed Balls. Joined at the shoulders, as Alex Salmond, conspiring with bluff and bluster and in, in, in short, lying about Scotland's ability to have the pound afterwards, because actually, if Scotland voted yes, you would have to accept that. And it would be a democratic decision, and it would be the sensible thing to share the pound with the Scots, would well, it not? It's, of course, for the people of Scotland to, to make their own decision, and neither Ed nor I are Scottish, we're not going to have a, a vote in this no. uh, referendum. But I think it's important that people go into this referendum knowing the facts. And the truth is that the Labour Party and the Conservative Party, and therefore any combination of government you can think of in Westminster, has taken the view, we've taken the view, that we can't share uh, the pound, that it wouldn't work, it wouldn't be in the interests of Scotland, wouldn't be in the interests of the rest of the UK. And so if you walk away from the UK, you walk away from the pound, and that leaves Alex Salmond as a man without a plan. When you travel to London, does it feel abroad to you? Does it feel as different as, let's say, travelling to Paris or to Rome or to to New York? Ha ha, that's a really interesting... Do you know... 
Yes and no. Yes and no. Um, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, you know, a, a, more no than yes. But you know, London in itself is so multicultural. There's so much going on. It's like a micro country of its own in a way that you don't get anywhere else in the UK. That you do feel like you're on holiday when you go down there. That's a really good question, but I, I, I wouldn't say it feels like a different country. It certainly doesn't feel the same as if you were going to travel to a European country. So I, I would say then that you're making the point that probably there is much more that, that binds us together than separates us because I'm acutely aware that when I travel to, to Rome, I'm in another country. I'm, when I travel to Berlin, I'm in another country. And when I go to New York, it, it's, it's interesting. It's different. But yeah. because I am, we are so surrounded being, being British by mm -hmm. American culture, it's mm -hmm. different, but it's not wholly alien. Absolutely. I, com I completely agree with you. But then somewhere like New York is so different to the rest of the United States. You know, you, you say that, but then you look at the way, I will bring it back down to the, the, you know, the politics that's happening right now. You look at the rise of the, or the coverage that somebody like Nigel Farage is getting at the moment. And the fact that politics does seem to be moving a little bit more right wing. The fact that, you know, the UK at the moment is, or is, is about to have a referendum on whether to stay in or out of Europe. Again, that seems to me as being extremely inward looking. So, I, I, I couldn't agree more. And as you, um, a proud Brit Englishman and Jamaican, I apologise yeah. Nigel Farage to all of my <laughs> Scottish brethren. <laughs> I, what I don't understand is why he is getting so much coverage at the moment. Nobody else on his level has ever been either on Question Time so much or been given his own documentary on Channel 4. It seems to me quite let, frightening. Okay, let, let's make a deal. But that's another. Let's make <laughs> that's a deal. Another, let, let's make a deal because yeah. I, I like Scotland. I like shortbread. I, <laughs> I've even worn a kilt once before in my life. If we can get rid of Nigel Farage, if we can deport him, let's, let's deport him to Australia. Will you give up the referendum and stay with us? Yeah, not a chance. <laughs> not a chance. I mean, that's, that's the thing. You say, you know, I like Scotland and, and the shortbread, obviously. Um, this is not an anti-English thing. This is not, you know, the people I know that are voting yes and my personal feelings is, you know, that, you know, so many of my friends are English, so many of my friends live down south and I hope to continue travelling down with ease this has nothing to do with being anti-English or anti-Welsh or anti-Northern Irish. It's us being responsible for our own affairs. Well, it sounds like it sounds like you're um, like anti-Tory, and I don't necessarily blame you for that. But mm -hmm. this debate has sparked a bit of a curious response in England, in that a yeah. lot of people have really shrugged their shoulders. Yeah. And it plays up to um, an English ambivalence as to who we actually are in that. Yes. When I was a little kid, 
one of my first memories, the first World Cup I could remember, was the 1978 Argentina World Cup. And I remember being around at my Auntie Mavis's house when Archie Gemmell scored that wonder goal against Holland. And all of us jumped off of our seats saying, come on, <laughs> yeah. Scotland. Yeah. And instinctively, the English, whenever another constituent part of the United Kingdom is playing a sport against another country, supports yeah. that bit of the UK. Mm-hmm. And we kind of get upset when England are playing Germany and the Scots mm-hmm. are saying, come on, Germany, because we don't have the same antipathy towards yeah. Scotland. Not, ju- not just the Scots. I mean, you know, Scots are guilty of doing that. Maybe then relations and that, that, that maybe that will change after independence. Maybe there will be a little bit more respect. <laughs> you know, it's, it's very deep rooted and I'm not saying it's right. Um, well, I think, that, I think if you're going to leave us, Mm-hmm. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> We're still going to be your next door neighbours. Well, you're not our next door neighbours. At the moment, you're um, got a room in the attic, haven't you? You're, you're in the same house. So, but if you're going to leave home, let's put it that way. Yeah. Right. You're not taking our money with you. You're not. Well, take- but that's not. That's not. You don't know that, and that's not your decision to make. But, at the moment but there's, there are several here, options with it, that. Here, here's the thing here's the thing yeah the scottish national party has mm-hmm. been led by alex salmon since the uh-huh. 1980s i would mm-hmm. argue and i think very few people disagree with me that he has mm-hmm. been the most successful british politician for the last generation mm-hmm. in terms of forging a very clear message of Scottish yeah. identity and pushing yeah. Scottish devolution and then independence mm-hmm. to the fore, mm-hmm. to the brink where mm-hmm. Scotland could become independent for the first time since, what, mm-hmm. 1707. So mm-hmm. he has been the most successful British politician. Mm-hmm. How is it that a man who has managed to bring Scotland to the brink of independence has not worked out fiscal independence has not worked out before that vote what exactly is going to happen with uh, the North Sea oil reserves has not worked out and has got secured Scotland's place in the European Union has not worked out and got uh, sorted Scotland's place in NATO I could go on because it, it it's not just it's not just his decision it, it, it very much depends on how those people that are also responsible react to Scottish independence if independence is gained. So they have put forward very clearly what they would like to happen in an independent Scotland. But that cannot be guaranteed until the people on the other side, whether it's the Bank of England, um, you know, or whether it's in within the European Union, um, they have to give a definite answer as well to have a definitive answer as how things are going to happen. So so Scottish independence is more of a romantic ideal and a political and economic leap into the dark? Um, I don't think there's... I think there is not so much romantic ideal in it. I think it's a leap into the dark whether we vote yes or whether we vote no. I think it's more of a leap into the light and a positive future 
if we vote yes um, than it is if we vote no. Because we do not know what's going to happen after indep- if, if it's a no vote. I think, and Alex Salmond and the SNP's route to independence and what an independent Scotland would look like is only one view. There are, there are other parties, there are other groups of uh, parties, you know, some of the Labour Party, the Green Party, who have also put forward their views of an independent Scotland, which don't necessarily match what the SNP are putting forward. You know, remember that in 2016, there will then be an, an election where the Scottish people vote. And if it's not Alex Salmond, and if they don't like the SNP, then, you know, then let their voice properly be heard. Louise Kearns, thank yeah. you for telling us <laughs> the reasons why Scotland may vote for independence later on this year. You're welcome. Brilliant. We're still friends. Well, you know what? <laughs> Act like a great big star. You can be a hero, be who you are. Say no, no. Just say no. Just say no, no. Just say no. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 